Here at the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. (laughs) Nice try, Doc. And I can say that because it is sunny out there. It's actually a great day. We've had a lot of rain. Um, In fact, everybody is out and the beaches are open. I went Mm -hmm. down there today. Everyone's out at the beaches having fun and it almost looks like a normal day again. Oh, Oh, yeah. There, no, there was, uh, everyone was being uh, safe social distancing. Mm. No, bagel, just because you're a ginger and don't go to the beach, don't ruin it for everyone else. Well, that's a bad idea for me in any of <laughs> There, exactly. <laughs> the truth comes out. Hey, everyone, this is Liza, and we've got quite a big crew here this weekend. We've got, uh, we got a special show, lots of stuff to talk about. Um, of course, we have everyone's favorite, Little Miss Strumpet. It's Miss Emma. <laughs> Hello, darlings. Now, I changed my name especially for this show. So, um, yeah, it's Little Miss Strumpet for the next couple of hours. And here I am in sunny Monterey, California. There you go. And, and my excitement is I actually have a giant hive swarm of honeybees in a tree right outside my window. It's like a seething mass of them. Nature has been moving in, I'll tell you. I tell you, nature is moving in big time uh-huh. to Monterey. They're not even I aware. heard them before I saw them. There was oh, this, yeah. I thought it was a small aircraft. Well, after introductions, I'll tell you what I discovered out in the garage when I finally oh, went out God. there. Oh, my God. Also with us, it's Bagel. Hello. I'm still kicking. Ronnie ain't got me yet. <laughs> You're all rowing it up. <laughs> <laughs> also, we've got Knock. Coming to you from uh, close to the Costco parking lot. <laughs> it's it's packed as shit. I don't think people are social distancing very well. They're going to get it. They're going to get the Rona, man. Man, I have to admit, I did go up there for a hot dog recently. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I wanted. <laughs> they didn't know how to like <laughs> process. Like, what? That's all you want? Yeah. One hot, hot dog, please. One hot dog, please. I stood in line for it and everything. <laughs> I know. Um, and then returning um, some of our favorites, uh, you guys may recall that uh, Cherie and Aliki are joining us. Cherie, you've brought quite the crew. You want to introduce your ladies? Yes, I have. First of all, let me take a moment out to introduce myself as myself. No, just kidding. <laughs> Um, my name is Shri Kano, mm-hmm. aka Volcano, because my race starts. I'm a five-time champion and the eldest active racing woman in American Federation of Motorcyclists Woo! with the most championships. I'm founder of nonprofit Shimoto's. We are a women's riding racing collaborative. We hold events called Curves and Corners on the track to raise proceeds for women's PTSD recovery and discovery. Um, kind of geared more towards the beginner rider. Um, yeah, so that's what I do. My motorcycle right now I'm working on cause I'm not riding would be my little Ninja race bike 300. And, um, I'd like to pass the mic over to Shana, my vice president. 
So I'm Shana Thompson, aka Mama T. I am vice president for Shimoto's, and I um, am from Roner Park, California. And my kind of piece of things is I'm uh, the the guiding light to the lovely ladies that are a part of Shimoto's from the mom aspect of things because I don't necessarily race, but I have raised racers. Nice. And our secretary, Justine. Hey everybody, my name's Justine. Hello. I have only been riding motorcycles for three years, but I've dreamt about it my whole life. So I've been on the accelerated program. This was supposed to be my first expert race year, but it's on hold thanks to the COVID. Um, yeah, I'm just excited to be here and talk to everybody. Hey. All right. And uh, a member of Venom's race team, Lexi. Hi, everybody. Hey. I am <laughs> um, Lexi Ferreira. Um, <clears throat> this would have been, if it wasn't for COVID, my third year racing. Um, I uh, race my R6 in the expert class. Um, did place on the podium in a championship uh, the year before last. Um, also known as Lil Venom by the Venom crew. Um, I grew up in the Bay Area, but I'm currently living in Auburn. Um, and yeah, that's me. Hey. Hi. Saving the best for last, I have to introduce my wifey, <laughs> Diablo <laughs> advocate, Miss Aliki. Hey. Hey, I actually have a purpose on this uh, Shimoto's thing. <laughs> Um, well, I kicked Cherie's ass last year. That's basically oh. all I really need to do. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was a close one, though. It was close. I wish you guys um, were, were here in person. The, uh, sorry? I said I wish you guys were here in person. We had so much fun oh when you were on God. last time. I know. I miss you guys so much. That was so much fun. Um, I also own Venom Sport, and I just actually wanted to give you guys a quick shout out and a thank you because the last time I was on there, I got actually a lot of interest in people emailing me from cool. I felt the misfits about my gear, so thank you for that. Nice, awesome. Was, uh, and um, this is the first opportunity I've had to thank you for my shirt, which I think was the prototype. I can't remember what you call the pattern. It's almost like a Tron-like pattern. There you go. That's what it was. It was fun. And you were yeah. prototyping it, and it was kind of like one of one, and I ended up with it, and I love that thing. Oh, I'm it's glad wonderful. to hear it. And I look slim in it because it's, it's, <laughs> it's very much a compression garment, isn't it? Yes, but it's not supposed to be worn around your ankles. That's why you look slim. Oh, ah! Okay, I'll do better next time. Thank you. When I first, uh, when I first made the base layers i wanted them to look really slim and i figured that they would fit like athletic bodies and stuff and then i went over to the track and had a couple of people try them on and instantly realized that yeah <laughs> motorcyclists aren't necessarily full athletes we like our beer so i had uh, i left room for beer yet so, and i made it look even slimmer just for that reason as well <laughs> Nice. I'm not lying. <laughs> Keep it real. So you guys uh, came on because so Shimoto's you do the the curves and corners the track day. 
Yes, we do. And you have one coming up this summer. July 25th and 26th. So it's still happening? Okay. We are hoping so. Yeah. What what is it going to take to make it not happen? Well, if they continue the uh, shelter-in-place order and California decides to stick to that order, then I guess we'll be forced to figure out another way to touch base like we're doing now, right? <laughs> exactly, because I wanted to get into, let's talk about the purpose, because this is not just a regular track day. There's a purpose behind it. Absolutely. Um, we set up this track day to be kind of um, a, an event geared towards beginners. Um, it's a ladies track day, two day festival, but it is a co-ed event. And I want to stress that not only because a lot of people, you know, they want to hang out with their partners. This is their deal that they do with their partners. And there's a lot of women that want to learn how to ride. And last year we had this crazy thing happen. We had our, our, our slowest group, um, fill up really quick. And so at the writers meeting that morning, we thought, people's partners were having, were signing up in the, in the slow group so that they could, you know, tow their partner around, show them some ropes. And we had to stress that we're not going to allow that. If we see any look backs, we're going to be kicking people off the track. So if you could please bump up, if you have the skill level to go to, to, you know, the intermediate level, please bump up. And nobody did. And then it was like so crazy because all of a sudden, we I start walking around to the workshops. We do these little workshops. It's also very awesome. It was just basic tire maintenance, tire pressure checking workshop. And the men that showed up that didn't know how to check their pressures or even why or, you know, anything about tires at all, but were there because they felt less intimidated. And I had more men walk up to me and thank me for having this and in, 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 in advertising it as a co-ed event so that they weren't so intimidated to go on the track and really sharpen their skills as a street rider. Not because everybody doesn't have that, that, that competitive gene, like myself and the women that are here today. Um, but you know, everybody, everybody's thing is, is different. We all have our own agenda when it comes to writing what it does for us. But as far as that goes, I, we were just perplexed at how many were less intimidated, because there, it was a, a women's track day that was co-ed. Nice. I, I love that you, that it's co-ed, by the way. Thank you. It always will be. Right. Emma, when was the last time you've been on a track? Oh, God, a while. I need to go to the next one. Yeah, I was just thinking you, know, you and I, Rufus need to get out there. And the thing is, I, I see myself as a fast rider, but I'm clunky. And I'm clunky because I'm out of practice. So I need to do a track day. And I was kind of thinking of doing with with Antonio at um, mm-hmm. Z2. Z2. But, you know, it's kinda, it'd be kind of fun doing one with a co-ed one as well. Um, so, yeah, I think I might join <laughs> you guys very, very soon. I think that we were coaxing you on the last show that, that you were going to come and you, y'all didn't come. But we had such a great year last year. And... World Superbike was phenomenal. And again, everybody has their own agendas when it comes to the bike right. they ride, the terrain they ride. But we want to we 
iterate how all genres of motorcycles are welcome on the track. Bring your daily driver because right. or rider, I should say, because that, that's where you're going to sharpen those skills. If you're brand new, brand new, and you don't want to mess up your baby, there's bikes that you can rent. Feel like a pro. They, they rent the 400s and you could get out there and all you got to do is show up. They have snacks and, you know, there's so many different resources that we can provide for you. Well, we also, if you come out, um, just come to watch. We had a lot of people that were kind of intimidated by the whole uh, thought of just attempting a track day. So they came out and just spent the time and kind of watched and um, got uh, two uprides and and spent time talking to the different um, groups of people. And I think that just with coming out and visiting, it gave a lot of confidence um, so that they do come back again this year. So I, I think, you know, if anything, don't you don't necessarily need to bring your bike and leathers. Just come out and visit with us and kind of see what it's about. We Just, do like, have... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, and that that's kind of why I held back a bit, because I think if I come, I'd rent a bike. Because, you know, my my dear Rufus, he's a pretty odd fellow because he's a, he's a fast bike i mean it's it's a 130 horsepower bike but he's a truck i mean he's he's a big heavy truck (laughs) and it's like where do you put like a super bike from 25 years ago where does that fit in yeah that's the thing is we do fit in and and if you bring you don't necessarily have to just bring your bike like like Sheree said feel like a pro and you know some of my favorite um times is uh, especially watching um Aliki and Sheree battle on the the 400s (laughs) uh my my son rides one of the 400 bikes and and like I said to watch the two of them go out and mess around on on such a smaller bike I think I think like I said you don't necessarily have to bring your big bike right you can come out and just hang out and, and enjoy the, the atmosphere. And you never know what's going to happen because a girl came out last year that, you know, she rode her kind of like beater bike and wasn't really expecting to ride. She just wanted to come and watch. Psychomoto. Everybody pulled together to make sure she had gear, get her on a bike, make sure she was with an instructor and she rode and had so much fun. No, her bike was a mess. She, she, we had clumped up the money to buy her new tires. We bought her the extra track day. We took her whole front end apart because her bearings were shot. I mean, she needed an overhaul and we did it because she rode from Carson City or wherever the heck she was from. It was so crazy. But the friendship, right? Like we all check in and, and get to talk to, I mean, those are part of the adventures. So like I said, I don't think it's just about the motorcycles and it's about coming out and enjoying. Right. And enjoying the day. Justine yeah. rides a GS on the track, so you want to get in there, Justine? Knock, I will pay for you just to see these women kick your ass on the track. I will <laughs> pay for sure yours. I'm pretty sure they could. Oh, I'm pretty sure they could. I would I would be glad to pay to see <laughs> I it. I to throw some money down on that one, too. Actually. That would be fun. <laughs> do, you guys, uh, do you guys do um, um, some of the smaller tracks for... Uh, for the smaller displacement bikes or you typically just do the bigger tracks so i'm thinking person, like i'm thinking like the sim raceway and uh and maybe stockton or whatever cart track little yeah. 99 mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely we haven't put together an, a, a formal uh event but we definitely have played on the smaller tracks um yeah. absolutely yeah i found that uh, just through friends that you know never done a track day 
the smaller, slower pace stuff, I mean, relatively slow mm-hmm. kind of track days are a really good way to get people into it because they could like actually see the entire track and the speeds are a lot slower and, and they're just taking it easy and it's super casual, you know? We're actually forming a mini moto school right now. Nice. So, Hell yeah. I, well, and the West side at um, Thunder Hill, which curves and corners was at last year is a, a really smaller track. And even though <clears throat> it's not as small as like Stockton little 99, but it's definitely a, a smaller track. That's a little more small bike friendly. I recommend if you want to uh, try out racing, go to any of the major events at a track near you. And most of them have a parade lap where you get to pay to take your street bike on. It's a race. Ain't no one pretending it ain't a race. You get to the front, it's a race, man. I, I mean, saw a guy with flip flops in Moto America. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was like passing dudes, like going down, going down My the corkscrew, passing a dude on a Harley. He's trying to pass me on the straightaways. I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh. You're that also, guy. Also, you're that guy. You're that dummy who yep, like, crashes guy. on the parade lap. We do have a try before you buy at Curves and Corners. And you can email Carter's at the track. You can email Jesse and he'll get you on for free. You go on a siding lap, right? And you get your first session for free, 20 minute session. And if you decide you want to stay, you pay hundred dollars. If you feel that it's not very comfortable, you don't pay. And if you feel like you can't even do that, just come and bring your bike and I will assign you an awesome mentor for the day, not just for a few minutes, for the day to try to help get you out there. We'll start with parking lot drills and then we'll build you up. Or you can go for a two up. <laughs> so knock is already a pretty good rider, but he's not cool. Can you make him cool instead? That's not possible. <laughs> not possible. We could throw a tutu and lipstick on him. I don't know. Yes. Maybe. All the yes. It's a, it's a big hill to climb over. How about self-confidence? Can you help people with self-confidence? Well, you know, it's it's kind of my thing. One of, one of the things that I go by is, is consistency makes us confident, giving us courage, and it's contagious. And... In, 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 in a world that we're in right now, like fear is contagious, right? I mean, apparently, well, it's meant to protect us and apparently by toilet paper, but <laughs> look, look at the contagion, look at the contagion that fear has done to our world right now. Like this, the, the weird things that people are doing is all out of fear right now. So we're trying to like flip that around and, and, and turn your fear into courage you know you have to reach out and eventually the 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 confidence will come but it takes that consistency and all of us together are helping build that that and it's it's contagious so you also um you come from a background of helping people out with ptsd yeah let's talk (laughs) about that well my story is um uh, I, I, I don't know if you want me to go into, uh, I'll just go into my story. Um, before my big accident, uh, I was property of a one percenter club. After eight years of fear, uh, if I left, the courts forced me to move home to mom and, and straighten up my life. I did. Um, but I wanted nothing to do with motorcycles. All the things in the world to to avoid was the the one 
thing that made me feel good. And I, I didn't, I didn't touch them. Uh, fast forward seven years, uh, I married the man of my dreams. We had six kids together, his mine and ours. Um, and on March 16th, 2006, three weeks after our wedding, we were in a tragic accident that took his life. My stepson was driving and all I remember is the glass between my face and the earth on the passenger side hitting the earth as we rolled down a 40 foot embankment. Um, I remember waking up to my son walking back across the river. He had got, crawled up the wrong way and he had said he heard his dad telling him he was going the wrong way and he was splashing through the river. I could see my husband's feet smash, smash. His feet were there, but his body was being smashed by the truck. And I tried to crawl under the truck to lift it. And I, I, I couldn't because my pinky was touching my arm. It was broken in half. I couldn't see well. Um, the one thing I could see is his feet. And I describe it as like the Wizard of Oz when the witch's feet are sticking out underneath the house. I tried to lift the truck because I've always heard of this heroic stuff about, you know, having this crazy strength when you're adrenaline. And I remember thinking, I can't do it with one arm. <laughs> can't do it anyway. And my stepson says, run, run, it's going to blow. And I was thinking, it's not going to blow, James. You've been watching way too much TV. It was weird how the pain in my body kept my brain from going too far over the edge of the fact that my husband was, was killed. And back then in 2006, the cell phone things weren't, the towers weren't as, as well uh, placed as they are now. So it took three hours for myself to be rescued or even reached by a highway patrol. I couldn't climb up the mountain because I, I just had massive uh, contusions all over my body, uh, brain injury, um, my arm, my, I couldn't breathe. I, I went, into, went into hypothermia. And um, I, it, 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 it's crazy, but the, the whole experience kind of helped me turn it around and um, go back through school and become a paramedic and, and start this whole new journey um, of helping people. Um, I, I, my fear was losing someone again. So I was super protective of my daughter. Her fear was losing me, of course. So I didn't, I didn't get on a bike till she was 18 years old. And then I bought a <laughs> Ducati Hypermotard 1100 and I'm going to take it to the track. <laughs> the last thing I wanted to do is be a biker chick. So I'm going to be a sport bike rider. And I crashed the first day. Humbled, very humbled. <laughs> I wish I would have had more support. I do. But the women that were there were so kind. And I knew that very first day, what my mission was going to be with this. And I knew that every woman that stepped foot in the paddock was going to be treated with support and kind and make them feel like they could have courage to actually do something that would help them like it helps me. I love that. Thanks. <laughs> and how do you how do you reach out? How do you find these? Is it women and men, or just mostly women? Um, you know, honestly, that's why I've always kept 
curves and corners, uh, a co-ed thing, because Mm -hmm. I can't discredit the men that have helped so much. I mean, uh, Carter's at the track. Jesse was the first person, even one of my very best friends said, "Eh, it'll never work. So-and-so already tried that. And none of the women were, were, were coming forward. And, you know, I reached out to Jesse because I didn't know how I was going to pull off an event and I didn't even know how it was going to work. This all just kind of evolved as I started doing the footwork. I went to a Babes Ride Out East Coast and I remember talking to Anya and at the time I was, I don't know, I was helping friends give away new hats, uh, Leon Jones with Y2 Wheels, you know, and, you know, just giving away stuff while I was traveling on my own. I, I, I did like a thousand miles in a weekend on a brand new Indian chieftain. Um, and I remember asking Anya, I have this idea for, for an event. And she could, and I said, but I don't know how to start. She goes, just do it. Reach out to your community. And I'm like, reach out to my community. I reached out to Jesse at Curtis or at, uh, uh, Carter's at the track. And Jesse said to me, he goes, I feel like we're missing out on 20% of the industry out there being that they are female and hell yeah, let's do this. And I was floored, you know, so it all kind of started with that. But the biggest thing is to answer your question, women are intuitive and we have such a huge power, especially in numbers. Knowing we have support by other women is huge. And it really helps build that courage. It really helps women feel like they have somewhere they could reach out to. Um, a story about intuition, uh, my friend Daniela, she's a top-notch American Federation of motorcyclist racer. She had two crashes back-to-back where she, her body was broken up, her back was broken, her pelvis. The second crash, after she came back, we were on our first first laps at uh, Button Willow Raceway. And we're cruising along. You wanna talk about trust. I trust a lot of the women. I trust everybody on this panel, like to be elbow to elbow and, and doing the ballerina, I call it the ballerina, you know, on the, on the, the, the racetrack because we're so close mm-hmm. together and there's a push and there's a pull and we're doing this dance. And all of a sudden I felt weird and I, I, I kicked my leg out to get off the track. She's right behind me. I'm like, something must be wrong with her too. And as I looked down and behind me, my frame bolt on my, my, my Daytona had broken and backed itself out just enough to where it was only holding on by like three centimeters. <laughs> and it almost flew out and knocked her upside wherever. And I would have felt horrible, but it was just, there was just something there that told us to get off the track. And I think that is huge. And we end up drawing towards each other. I mean, look at look what everything you did last year, Liza. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I did a thing. Yeah, so did. I, got, I got a question for you. I mean, uh, you, how long have you been doing these track days? This is my fourth year racing, and I did about a dozen track days before I started racing, but I've been riding since I was four years old. Okay, but so you have seen like a marked increase increase in women participating in these kinds of things though, right? Like absolutely it's starkly obvious. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think because of social media and the way things are today, there's a lot more support out there than there was like when I used to race dirt bikes when I was a kid. If I did run across a woman that rode, she was just she was worse than the men. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. far, as far as like being catty and, and, and pompous and unacceptable, 
or unaccepting for us. And it just always steered me in the wrong direction. And I, I think that's why myself, and I can probably speak to the women on this, on this uh, interview right now, had more male friends than female friends growing up. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, they've kind of like internalized that sexism, I guess. And it's not very supportive for everybody else. huh? Absolutely. Oh, and I wanted to take a moment to say that Jim has joined us. Hey, Jim. What's up? Hey, nice to see you guys. <laughs> hey, how's, the, how's the Shimoto posse? All right, all right. That posse comes quick because that posse's got velocity. I know. <laughs> great to see you. Just know they can all kick your ass, Jim. Oh, good Lord. You don't have to tell me that. On 300s. <laughs> no, I, I live in awe of that whole crew. <laughs> nice to see you all. I'll, I'll save my hellos for later. So um, we have we should say I mean uh, shemotos.com s h e e m o t o s dot com and this is out in California that you're doing it Northern California we have curves and corners at Thunder Hill Raceway on the west side Um, that's in Willows we plan on having more of these events in other places and I can't wait to hit the East Coast and Florida and. It's, it's just becoming a huge reality. I attended the inaugural women's motorcycle conference yesterday mm-hmm. and oh my gosh, 300 women all in chat rooms. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, lot of, a lot of great speakers on there. Uh, yes. A lot of people that I know. Yes. So, so um, do we have other stories? Does anyone else want to share their yeah, story? Yeah, I kind of want to just throw it out there that, you know, every person on this board and a large majority of the women that we've helped has a story. Um, six out of 10 women have suffered from traumatic events. And I just want to put the education out there to to the women that feel insecure and they want to do something like this and they want support, you know, reach out there. Um, and I, I'd like for them to share their stories if we have time so that, you know, they, they could reach out to, 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 you know, touch someone else that that's gone through kind of the same struggle. You know, uh, Sheree, I'll jump in. One of the things that I have to say um, in retrospect, um, I went through straight stage three breast cancer with this entire group of ladies. And when I uh, arrived on the track scene, it was really um, kind of a different experience for me because I was coming from a, um, like I said, a perspective of I've raised racers. Um, I don't race currently myself. I did when I was young, but um at this juncture in my life, I choose to support my uh, kids in coming up and doing the things that they do. Um, but with going through cancer and um, having to be very open and living it um, very um, publicly, I was bald. I um, went through the the wonderful goodness of losing fingernails and um, all the hair on my face. And, you know, there were days where I couldn't you know, get out of the RV, but um, each one of these ladies came and and made it a point to uh, be a part of that journey with me. And if anything, I think Shimoto's is an organization that not only has one aspect of PTSD support, but really runs the gamut. 
each one of us brings a separate piece to the table. And I think that's really, truly what makes it such a valuable um, organization. It's not just one aspect of PTSD that we can cover. Um, it's anywhere from, you know, youth and in, in our, 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 our kids, covering them with PTSD skills and, um, you know, through cancer and, you know, scary health issues all the way to crashing on the track or, or like you had said, you know, um, how scary it is just to show up at a track day to be brave enough to do something like that. So, you know, I think that that's the one thing that I really want to, um, have everyone understand that Shimoto's is, is representation for all PTSD, not just specific to, you know, motorcycles. Cool. Absolutely. So, um, Sheree, I, I told you I'd have a couple of questions for you. And I want to ask um, the first one, though, um, especially now when, um, I mean, all events have been canceled. But if you were to have this event in July, this will be one of the first events. And I mean, trust me, I'm chomping at the bit, bit to get back to life. Um, what changes are you, are you going to do? What are you going to do to make it a COVID safe event? Well, first of all, I am a Nazi when it comes to personal protective equipment and the uses of it because everybody in the world right now is not only using it improperly, but also using it when it could be used in a hospital setting. One thing that we have done is we've reached out and we've made sure that during our, our tech inspections, there will be social distancing. We'll be doing our writers meeting uh, outside six foot distance. I believe just like being a dill hole and writing during this time of, of stay in place orders, um, it's gonna be up to everybody's responsibility to keep that social distancing and I think it's really important and it's such a weird vibe because just because I'm like, Ooh, I don't want to hug doesn't mean that that's how Shana feels. Cause she's wants a hug, you know, and it, it creates this weird dynamic where you're like, Oh, they're one of those. And then, and then you get kind of get separated into these categories and that's, that's a whole nother element. But you know, we've done things like put, put hand sanitizers on the entrance and Exit, very important mm -hmm. exit of every building. And, um, you know, and, and all we could really do is ask for everyone else to be responsible and not weird and not throw in a hug. And I'm sure there's going to be those times where you can't help it, but it, it's still there. We still have, we are still going to have this plague running around in the air. We still need to be careful even when the shelter in place is lifted. Hey, Liza, I, yeah. I have a question. I mean, you may have already covered it, but it plays into some of our discussions today. You know, I understand hygiene at the track and all that, and that's that's awesome. It's all good stuff. Have you thought beyond that? Like, what if someone has a bad day at the track and has to depend on local, you know, emergency resources? Have you thought ahead to how that might look? I, I have thought about that. And the way that it's looking right now is the hospitals, and I, I sit through tons and tons and tons of um, classes even now, um, 
And what most hospitals have done is separate their emergency room normal visits from respiratory patients, which usually is in a tent outside. And they have come a long way since we started the COVID thing on not only treating COVID patients, but being able to separate the general public because we're still going to have the heart attacks. We're still going to have the, the, the car accidents and all of these things. But the weird thing about this COVID is we're having accident victims come in that had a car accident and then they take a picture of their lungs and they and there's distinct COVID signs on uh, x-ray of lungs and they get admitted for COVID and they have a broken neck from a car accident. So, you know, there's, there's so many variations of, of what happens here. I really don't think that it's going to make a difference except for make the hospitals a little busier than they have been at the beginning of this thing. But right now, as we speak, everything has slowed down because people are actually using the hospital for emergencies instead of stub toes because everyone's afraid to go there. Mm-hmm. That's great. I think it's awesome that you thought you fought it that far through. So I think I, I was glad to hear when Liza asked that question. You've really you've really covered this in every facet, which I think <laughs> is well, well done. Thank you. I would say probably, I mean, for anyone considering doing an event in this year at all, I think we need to have posted guidelines. Absolutely. Just Absolutely. to make sure that everybody knows what the drill is here. Absolutely. You could have a have a person with a cattle prod just poking people when they get to <laughs> I'm sure Jesse would love to. Yeah. Pain compliance I'm is pretty awesome sometimes. <laughs> Aliki, your internet is so bad. It's it's we we just sound like like a sick cow when you talk. <laughs> this, this is peak Zoom hour. Everybody's having dinner That's together. That's probably normally me There's even a little thing at the top of my screen that says Aliki's network bandwidth is low. <laughs> yeah, he's probably just high as shit right now. <laughs> Well, sounds <laughs> <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, she's high. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm glad to hear though that you're prepared for this, prepared to make it a safe event. And I mean, uh, we are, you know, when we're out riding, you're wearing equipment. It is possible to do this. This isn't a type of event that you can do, but there's the things you have to think about like, hey, can I borrow your wrench? Or, hey, the soda pop machine or whatever, you know, like, oh, we got really got to rethink this, you know? Well, I have to say that Thunder Hill has definitely stepped up their game as far as sanitizing, sterilizing um, with most grocery stores and Home Depots, I, I really feel like the world should just be this way anyway. Why don't they wipe off the carts all the time? Why don't they have a cart boy wiping them off all the time? But, you know, one of the things that bothers me about that is the, the sanitizer has to dry. You don't wipe it off with a paper towel. That's one of the things about, you know, doing it right. <laughs> oh, since um, you work in the medical profession, I just wanted to ask you, is this all a hoax? Oh my God, the hoaxers are killing me. <laughs> it is so painful hearing all of the things. I mean, I'm a nurse also, so I'm kind of on, you know, the receiving end of all of this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not a hoax. It's, it's a real thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I will tell you just, uh, 
for our listeners a little bit of an update because every week I kind of uh, say what my stance on riding is. I will admit that Jim and I went for a small ride today and that's because we were given permission to from a friend who works at a hospital in town who said, (laughs) if you're going to get hurt right now is the time to do it because everybody is staying away from the hospitals. So she's like, right now is good. July will be worse because we're going to be at our peak here in California. But right now is good. So we went for a ride. Well, I got a question. What started the conversation is we're talking about thresholds. And I commute to work typically on a motorcycle, but I've been driving over Highway 17 lately because you don't want to be a burden on the system and all that other stuff. So we're like, what's the threshold where you can start commuting to work if it's, you know, essential stuff, right? Which it is. And I said, whenever I think I'm not a burden on the healthcare system anymore, and I can also get prompt medical treatment if I have a problem, I think that's a good threshold. So we called a friend of ours who works at a local hospital, and that's what she said. She goes, if you're going to get in a crash, now's the time because it's not busy because people are staying home and there's not not all the car, all that other stuff going on. So it really kind of threw me and Liza for a bit of a spin. But full disclosure, we were looking at county by county stats. And there are many counties here, like up in San Francisco or down in LA or in Santa Clara. No, like they are having, you know, a lot of issues there. So this was literally in our county and our hospital system that we knew that we wouldn't be a burden. So we went right. That's That's ride. really great for you guys because none of us street ride and we still haven't got to get our yayas out. That's not good <laughs> for you. You guys don't street ride. I go and I oh, street yeah. ride. Justine and doesn't I took, either. And I took a ride uh, just a couple of days ago myself. So... Well, and look, here's the thing I saw. It's been really frustrating seeing all of these, um, you know, meetup riders groups on Facebook talking about how they're still going to go for group rides. And it's like, you guys, it's, it's okay to go on a motorcycle ride. You know, it's okay if that's how you commute to work on your motorcycle. You know, there's, there's, uh, way worse things, you know, that you could be doing than being out by yourself on your motorcycle in the mountains, you know, but it's when you're stupid about it and you're like, Hey, everybody let's meet in the Starbucks parking lot and park our bikes next to each other, take our helmets off and, and talk shit for an hour. That's what's stupid. Right. Well, well reality is too though, Lexi, is, you know, one of the things that we talked about earlier was, you know, we have to talk about balancing our mental health along mm-hmm. with, with all of this too. And, um, you know, like you said, going out, um, as a single, um, you know, on the back of a motorcycle or on a motorcycle by yourselves for, you know, a jet during the day is, is not something that you're really, other than you, you physically could get hit by a car, all those things, but, but mentally it does clear your, your, yeah, yeah, you get your right. out. So you know, again, I, I'm I'm all for the the balanced, but well, I do feel sad for you guys who uh, stay only on the track. Hey, I'm on the edge. I know, I, I know. Okay. We talked about Come it. Come to my side. Come to the dark I side. Can, I can on. borrow a bike at any moment and go out for a ride. I just, you know, because of what I have been through, it's difficult for me to justify going for a street ride when the track is there. But the track's right. not there right now. Yeah. So. Two things I want to uh, I want to mention here. As Liza said, as soon as someone gets up next to you, the t- t- race is on. I mean, let's cut to the chase. You know, uh, there are responsible riders. There's riders that have ridden together, like Jim and Liza. That like they they're cool together. They're not going to race each other on the street, or maybe they do. I don't know. 
But there is another aspect to that where uh, Justine had a situation that just happened recently. You want to talk about that? The the car situation? The kid? The car? The car crash? Oh, yeah. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. I, uh, I went and social distanced with the, the boyfriend on our GS adventure bikes, and we went to where there was absolutely nobody and just was clear in our minds and we came around a corner and there was a car completely flipped over smoke coming up it had just happened had we been 30 seconds earlier she would have punted us off the road so there was that but she had i think she was on the phone she said there there was a small puppy in the car but she drifted over there was a pole you could see her completely overcorrect, come back over hit a uh, embankment that had a gnarly incline completely severed a like redwood tree with a trunk like this completely in half on its side flipped the car there was stuff everywhere and as i came up on it and looked inside all i saw was these little blue eyes and this blonde hair on what was an eight or seven year old little girl and i pretty much endowed my bike pulled over you know ran up got her out. She was crying. She was scared. I saw another little pair of legs. I thought it was maybe there would be more kids. My heart's pumping. I'm thinking I'm going to have to crawl in and get these kids out. COVID, I didn't even think about. They could have coughed all over me. I was like crawling through glass, but it ended up being the mother. My boyfriend had to help her get off of the, um, the window, but we got them out. I ended up chasing down the puppy, a little baby husky, mm-hmm. tried to eat me, but I saved it, got the little girl. It was just like crazy. And then mm-hmm. the fire truck shows up and they all have masks on. They stand a <laughs> far away. They're like, has anybody coughed? Has anybody had any fevers? It was just so like oh, yeah. a flash to how different the world is. You know, like I couldn't, right. even, I couldn't even think about that when I saw that little girl. I was like, I don't even care. I'll climb through a fire to get this little baby out of there right now see women's thunderdome underground <laughs> yeah. yeah i definitely notice that people are driving and riding faster than normal because the highways are open so that- i think they think the cops are scared to pull them over or something yeah. like they might get the COVID if they cough they won't get pulled over but oh, they're just no. A lot of bad decisions are being made right now. So let's let's talk um, some more about this uh, track day. What does it cost? You got to unmute. Well, hello. <laughs> it's $100 uh, for the track day. Yes, it's $100 for the track day. And if you want to stay for the two-day festival, it will be $100 for that day, too. So you get the whole weekend cram-packed full of knowledge. We have workshops. We have a beer gardens when the track goes cold. We have the whole theme is going to be <laughs> rattlesnakes. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's going to be so. the whole the whole uh, fiesta theme. Uh, we'll have a you know a fundraiser for Nacho's Beer Garden Kids Corner. Um, we just really have a great party. We have the slow races at night couple of fun prizes just kind of building a camaraderie on all of us not just the women but all of us and raising the awareness for women's ptsd recovery and discovery it's just uh it's a huge huge track day track festival now and um it, it's a lot of fun you don't want to miss out yeah and for people who don't really know like a hundred bucks is a steal Nothing. for a track day it's absolutely is this, is this, is this 
I'm sorry, I, I was there in the beginning. Is this a co-ed event? It is a co-ed event, and um, you're more than welcome to come. Hmm. It's a twofer. It's, it's yeah. a twofer. It is. It All is. right. And recap, when? It's going to be July 25th and 26th at Willows, California, Thunder Hill Raceway. And I think that's it. And right. how do people sign up? Go to cartersatthetrack.com or you could go through Curves and Corners Track Day event, Ladies Track Day event on Facebook and uh, link up there. Nice. And um, I wanted to um, talk to Aliki real quick, but your audio is horrible. So if anyone else can maybe... Now. No, <laughs> no, but if anyone about now, that's better. A little bit. Um, oh, yeah? Okay. If That'll anyone if, turn into a cat or something, somebody turn into a cat. <laughs> no. Hey, you're so uh, I wanted to talk a second. Um, Leaky, Leaky, you've been on here before um, uh, for your company Venom Sport that makes the the uh, shirts underlayers. Um, but you're you're making masks now i am <laughs> literally does, as of today that is so awesome how does somebody yeah. get a mask well so we had a, a we have a local manufacturer in san diego and as a lot of people know um, manufacturing has switched over to manufacturing ppe and all that mm -hmm. sort of stuff so our local manufacturer decided that they were going to uh, continue uh, paying their employees and working by making masks. And I thought that was a pretty badass idea. Um, and I wanted to be on board with that. And are you guys still there? Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> Everyone froze on me for a second. Um, I wanted to be on board with that and continue to support them with as much business as I can. So I have them for later. So we came up with a, a full dye sublimation uh, printed mask, and I just got the samples in yesterday. And uh, because this is a cycling manufacturer that we work with, they, uh, they use some pretty awesome fabric. It's a water-resistant, sort of silky, almost like a purse-lining outer uh, shell, and the inner shell is a moisture-wicking mesh. I've been wearing it for a while, and it, it really doesn't get wet and it dries really quickly and it's really comfortable. So um, we just asked them real fast if we could uh, put some cool designs on it and get it going as quickly as possible. And they said, sure, so we're gonna do it. And we're also gonna be making some masks for Shimoto's. We can customize, so that's pretty cool. And hopefully be selling those to raise some money. How does somebody get one of your masks? Well, right now I just um, uh, posted it on my personal Facebook page, but okay. I'll get it up on the website uh, as soon as I can. It's uh, www.bnmsport.com. Okay. Um, and I'll put up a picture there as well. It's pretty neat looking design. I can send it to you guys too. And um, it's two, two masks. For twenty five dollars, and it's three dollars, three dollars and fifty cents. Nice. And could you please acknowledge that Jim is proudly wearing your shirt? Okay, so I completely missed everything you just said. 
please acknowledge that Jim is wearing his oh, Venom Kim. Sport shirt. Thank you. <laughs> I love my Venom shirt. It's awesome. Yeah, look at that. Thanks for the love, Jim. I miss you. All right. So just and just to recap, um, any bike, any Aww. bike on the track, any bike. You, is that any bike any bike is welcome on the track last year we had zach nation i don't know if you know zach nation but he's come to every event since since cruising code started and he rides the hell out of a harley and okay. he has a group of friends that that do as well one year he blew up his harley and sparted or oil or all over the track but everybody still loves him <laughs> I believe but there's an um, internet video of him doing that. Oh, I he's think got that went viral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of views, too. Uh, um, so he um, he brought this this group of guys. He, 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 he bought an Indian, which was the worst thing that he could have done. <laughs> but he, one of his guys literally went off the track, but didn't just go off the track. He went all the way up the hill. <laughs> And I have pictures of him, like up the hill, turning his Harley around, coming back down like he's on a motocross bike. It was so hilarious. But, you know, it really it really doesn't matter what you're riding. We're working with a skill set here that we just want to build courage with these people. Women, we put it out there because not only do do, you know, we support our our riders, um, our racers, our tours, you know, um, women's sport bike rallies coming up. We partnered with like, we're, we're building a, an empire of, of so many great resources uh, amongst us. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Every bike, anybody. Nice. I got a question. Uh, do you have any like tips that you want to, you can give out for people who are doing this the first time, aside from just coming out and, you know, just checking it out, but like on the actual first track day, what can you say to people to, to kind of ease them up a little bit? What do you think, Justine? She she's a, she's a, she works with Carters. Well, I think that I think the biggest thing to know is that the Carters have a lot of amazing instructors. So if you want any guidance, if you want just to go a couple extra laps instead of the first lap we're more than willing to work with people like all day. I mean, these, this is, these people eat, sleep, breathe it. They love it. They love helping other people get better, you know, and it, and it just, it's fun to, you know, get a little faster and have that carrot and, and have someone right behind you and be like, okay, you need to just tuck your head a little more booty off a little bit more. My boyfriend will tell you, you were on the throttle too long. I saw you, then you touch the brake and you're like, what are you doing? Where were you? <laughs> like, you know, so yeah. there's some awesome people that are like, they'll, they'll really, really help you. My boyfriend will even follow you and video you take you back, show you it, show you yeah. what you're doing. Also you feel like it. you're over here. You're not. <laughs> you know? so, also being asked, huh? Just yeah, that's, kind of, that's kind of the theme of this show. Just like you have to reach out. You absolutely have to reach out. And if you're if you're stumped on something like what do I pack? What do I wear? What do they require? Just know that it's all on the website. Go to carters.com. 
everything is there from packing your sunblock to extra water. If you don't have boots, come talk to us, reach out to me. We have so much extra gear that we share. You know, if, if something's not right with you, you're going to get called out in tech and, and they're going to send you to probably me or whoever. And you know, we're going to get it for you. It's going to happen. Well, and Jesse and Leah Carter, they have a lot of, you know, some extra leathers, extra boots, extra mm-hmm. gloves, and they're they're going to do whatever it takes to get you guys out there to have a great time at their track day. I will say uh, some very important reasons for people who have never done a track day. Um, I highly recommend it, even if you're not interested in racing or being competitive for a couple of reasons. One, because it will make you a better street rider. It's going to give you a lot of tools that you will have to call upon when you need them and two it's an amazing community it's even if you're not riding i used to go and hang out with afm friends and just be a part of the community at the track so if that's what you're seeking this is a great place to find it yesterday uh katie mckay said that she called us a culture (laughs) (laughs) she said it was a very different culture and if it's your thing you will love it (laughs) was she referring to like a petri dish culture she (laughs) she was was referring to when the track goes cold culture culture (laughs) so yeah i highly recommend and what i love is this is a very affordable thing too and that you guys can work with anybody and it is true you can take any bike out there and learn how to ride it better absolutely there you go i got a question for every other one of the ladies here who do does a track date um when was the first time you realized holy shit i'm actually doing this on the track because there's like I, i figured there's like that moment for everybody right and like when was that for you? I mean, it might have might not have even been on the track, or it might have been just you rolling up to the actual track itself, or whatever. Oh, can I please tell my first day story? Yes, please. <laughs> okay, so I've only been riding for three years, and my first time ever really riding a motorcycle was at the track. Corey Call, my boyfriend, has been racing since he was like five. He's kind of a big deal. So there was like no pressure or anything. I had a R6, which is not exactly a little bike for a not so big girl. Mm. But again, I dreamt about this my whole life. I got this like courage, not a problem. Like I was so money. I got to turn 10 and caught on fire. Because someone told me I could stay in second gear around the track. They meant between (laughs) second and third, but I just went to second, stayed there, and went all the way around the track. (laughs) Caught my bike on fire. But my biggest fear was like, what if something happens? What if the tire slips? What if, you know, there's a mechanical? Am I going to be able to handle that? That was like one of my biggest fears of riding. Well, I just went to the side, turned off my bike. We put it out, and I was back out there later that day. So that was my, I can do this. (laughs) I got this. That was an interesting, uh, pretty day. exciting day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had to make a name for myself showing up with Corey call, had to catch on fire to get some attention. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, it was, uh, the first time I got back on the motorcycle after I had my big crash, um, which was on the street. Um, and I had gotten life flighted to Stanford and was messed up for a pretty long time. Um, Getting back on the bike, I was still on crutches, uh, but I knew that if I didn't get back on ASAP, that 
that fear could just keep building and building and building. And so I was like, you know what? No, not going to do that. I love riding too much. So uh, getting back on the bike, I was shaking, literally shaking mm-hmm. so violently that I thought I was going to drop the bike. That happened to me too. Um, it is, but I just had to breathe through it and remind myself how much I loved riding and that if I was going to get over it, I needed to ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, fast forward to my first race <laughs> and winning my first race was a feeling that solidified it all. It was all, all worth it because nothing else is like that. So it's my moment, I think. <laughs> That's an awesome story. So I'm curious now, do you, um, after, this is Jim, but after, after winning and, and getting that feeling back and that exhilaration, do you still have the same jitters that you did before or has somehow that put that to bed? Um, I still get jitters, at, not for just getting on the bike, I don't, but getting, being on the grid, waiting for your wave of race to start and you're sitting there watching the other waves go in front of you and you're watching that the the guy with the flags waiting for that green flag to start waving yes every time i get that you still feel i still feel anxiety from your crash though or have you put the anxiety from your crash behind you absolutely every single time i get on the motorcycle i I deal with that yeah i was a lot of courage that's really brave i was gonna say that i get that exact same feeling when i'm in line at the grocery store and i'm up next (laughs) to put my food on the conveyor like it's go time like yeah you're like oh shit it's me oh oh (laughs) i'm up it's me yeah it's it's an anxiety and that's this is another thing that shimoto's is really amazing about, you know, this is another form of PTSD, you know, like for me, dealing with the aftermath of my crash has been something that I live with every day. You know, I mean, I live it with pain every single day of my life. Um, And when I'm on the motorcycle, I get to forget about that pain. You know, the meditation of riding lets me forget about that. Um, There are still things on the track that I deal with fear wise, like my braking, you know, my crash happened on the brakes. So with, with hard braking, uh, there's still a little bit of that anxiety and things I have to work on, but working with instructors at Carter's and riding with these ladies and having these ladies as a support system has been leaps and bound beyond anything I could have ever expected. That's really helpful to hear because I think, you know, most of us have crashed. I've had little crashes, nothing significant, knock on wood, but even still, it messes with your head a lot. <laughs> oh God, so, so much. So, so it's, it, it's comforting and not good, but it's co- like, it's nice because I can relate like, oh, it's cool. She's really good and she's really fast and she still overcomes this fear every time she gets on a bike. So it's like, I'm not the only one that still gets scared after I eat shit. So yeah, yeah. Another- that's really cool you do that. That can't no, be- No, not at all. Yeah, that's really cool. It's another thing that I'd like to bring up here is not not only just um, those fears from going through a a traumatic experience, but also when you go through a long time without riding. I know my dad, he's in his 70s, and there'll be long periods of time before he rides, and then he gets back on the bike again, and he's like, he's a nervous freaking wreck, you know? And so I think there's everybody gets their own type of therapy on their own type of ride and their own type of terrain. But we all have those fears that we deal with. And just having that support 
helps give us the courage to 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 be consistent and 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 it is contagious because we're together mm-hmm. you know we have that 100%. support 100 percent. nice we, we won't let each other have a bad day it's, <laughs> we, we take turns but then it's like everybody's over at that like no bro i need you out there i need you on your a game i can't win because you had a bad day i need <laughs> we have a sign actually uh that we made I think it was last year that we actually hold up for each other uh, that says ride faster, pussy. Um, We have one that says fuck doc. (laughs) (laughs) Or you could just flash your, your race mate. I mean, that always works. We also do that. It's actually really, really distracting. (laughs) And I will once again, ask you, save it for the end of my race. Okay. Like at the beginning, that was all that. Not going to happen. Sherry. Knock, knock, flashes his tits too. Once I accidentally downshifted instead of upshifting in a race, and that really messed me up. Nice. Yeah, when I flash my tits, they go faster because they want to get away from me as fast as possible. (laughs) (laughs) That works. Slow down. But in all honesty, I really think that that riding. And I mean, if you are the type of person to push it even further into racing, which I and the other girls here are, is the best way to deal with and put away your anxiety. Because when you're out there on the racetrack, even if it's just a track day, there is literally zero room to think about anything else except for what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and- Others, also, you unless you're a leaky or last week. <laughs> I, I just feel like, too, that a lot, we have tons of conversation, not just about uh, logistics and technical stuff, because we do get very, very technical as a race team, as two race teams. Aliki and I decided to part and build two race teams because we like to represent great sportsmanship and be out on the track and be total rivals, but come back in and be total best friends. And the sportsmanship that that proves just kind of builds a foundation for everything that we're trying to do. And because everybody has a different agenda with writing and what it does as therapy for us, we're, we're kind of like, I, we, we're starting this junior program, um, Girl, Girl Power Tees, which is Shana's baby, um, is, is partnering with us to start this junior program to kind of correlate life lessons with motorcycle riding as a, as a prevention program so, so, so girls don't end up in this situation where they have to deal with all of these anxiety issues and a lot of them it's just that we're freaking misfits and we feel uncomfortable around people but you put that helmet on and all of a sudden you 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 got some huevos man you know (laughs) i think everyone can relate to that oh yeah yeah nice well you guys uh y'all plan on having uh like a maybe a, a junior league to get like young young women into writing too i mean Shana, yeah. would you like to answer that question? Yeah, absolutely. So actually, um, this past year, um, Cherie uh, Shimoto's and GirlPowerTees.com um, have partnered up together um, to create a junior program. That's kind of where I fit in with this piece. Um, again, I'm not like the rest of the girls on the panel, um, especially with the fact that I've been sick for the past three years. I haven't been able to be that um, adventurous and athletic 
athletic uh, person that I like to be. I do come from a racing background. Um, I do come from a motorcycle background. And at one point in my life, I was very much a part of all of it um, in the um, aspect of being an athlete. But unfortunately, like I said, um, I've had to kind of take the back seat. And now I enjoy the um, sport through my children's eyes. My son is um, 14 or my son is 16 now. He's a Moto America um, racer. Uh, along with a that's championship him holder back there on the wall. Oh, yeah, how cool! <laughs> that's Nick. And then I also have a daughter who um, this whole junior program was kind of um, started um, with her in mind, and that's her right there, and that's Haley. Hey, um, cool. My daughter is a um, dirt bike racer, and that's actually what our belief system was to start them in dirt. Both of them started around four or five. And then um, we've brought them up in this crazy motorcycle community. So <laughs> the lessons that my children have been given the ability to learn are so, um, they're applicable to life. Throttle out. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. My children, believe me, if you would not believe the amount of uh, 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 sayings such as that that my children uh, uh, say. But with that said, we found that, um, you know, us crazy uh, Shimoto's group of women have found each other and found that if we can create another um, place for our young women that are coming up in this sport to land um, – and have um, great role models. I mean, look, Lexi not only is a uh, you know a nurse; she's fighting one of the biggest, craziest things that any of us will probably live through. And her superhero is that she is on the motorcycles. So you know, I think having these great women um, that these young women will then look up to that can come to them and um, also be a part of this uh, journey of motorcycles and. Um, supporting it, it just yeah so in an in a nutshell yes we are creating a, um, a junior program it again it's in partnership with not only a girlpowertees.com it's also feel like a pro dirt Brian Bartlow who is an amazing man um, and she motos we've all partnered together to give um, not only the physical training this is what a motorcycle is this is how you ride the motorcycle but it's also here are the life lessons that come along with it and let's maybe try and help you to learn them um, without as many bumps and bruises as we had to um, along the way nice and i want to i want to iterate too that the, the the program that we have for adults is the same too justine and lexi both have have worked really hard to develop not only their individuality, their logos, their their plan with racing. I mean, these are things that are extremely um, meticulous to, to plan out. I'm sure that you completely understand, Liza, when you know you did all of the logistics for um, women's relay. So, uh, you know, it, it's, there's a lot of work that goes into it, but a lot of individual development. And, and that's really kind of what we're all about is having the support to, to be you and to utilize that thing that it gives you, that therapy that apparently I'm not allowed to call it because I'm not a psychologist, but it's my therapy. Yeah, there you go. All right. Nice. Well, we, we have a lot of other stuff to cover, so I want to give Absolutely. you opportunities. Is there any last um, information that you want to share? Well, I got questions for you. So when we come back to that. <laughs> 
All right. Do you want to save this for uh, your next visit? If whatever you want. Let's do it because I hope this band is lifted soon and we can get people here in studio. All right. Yeah. Well, I wanted to thank you all for coming on and sharing. I think that it's a great thing that you guys are doing. I really, really hope that this event is able to happen. Um, If it does, can we get a guarantee that you guys will show up? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm recording right here. That's all I care. As long as we put names to faces, I want to <laughs> at least say hi to everybody. <laughs> I won't hug, I promise. But <laughs> if, it'd be nice to meet everybody in person. If the ban is lifted, I will personally show up and I will put Rufus on the track. Yay! I love it. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I will personally ride with you on the track. If you show up. Okay. Yeah, there you go. There's my guarantee. But, you know. invite all of you. This might be fun, you guys. Misfits on the track. Misfits on the track. We get crazy yeah. when the track goes cold, man. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy. fun time. What track would this be? Say that again. What track would this be at? It is at Thunder, Thunder Hill, Hill Raceway at, on the west side in mm-hmm. Willows, California, Northern California. Yep. That's my, that's that's track. my that's that's fast track. track. Oh, my gosh. It's so fabulous. It's not just a great track in, in terms of the tarmac and how well they take care of it, but the <laughs> facilities are so amazing. Mm-hmm. Everything's brand new. They got great warm running showers. And... Um, Carters. I mean, it doesn't get much better. Carters at the track. Like you guys, they're <laughs> such an amazing group of people, and and every event that they put on is just so top notch. They're, uh, they're it's a big family. So again, if if now that we have the guarantee, you guys come out and enjoy <laughs> our Carters family with us because nice. I think you guys will really be excited about it. They're the best. Well, thank you guys very much for coming on. I really appreciate you uh, you. not only coming on, but also what you guys are doing to help uh, other people and that you're being inclusive of everyone. So that's pretty cool. Thanks for having us, Liza. All right, cool. Nice Thanks. to meet everyone. Yeah. Bye, guys. Good seeing you. All right. All right. See you guys. Nice talking to you guys. Hey, we'll see you soon. Take care. Bye, so hey guys, we've got some uh, updates. I wanted to I wanted to talk real quick about what um, Jim and I have been up to. Um, have you seen? Well, that? I know I wanted to talk before you say anything. Yeah. I wanted to talk about how great our guest was last week. Oh yeah, Wes oh, Cooley. No oh my doubt. god, cool man, he was stoked too. So cool. Yeah. Well, he's gonna he's gonna be on again. Oh he's yeah, gonna be on I got again. I got that more was, questions. That was a great that, that was a, a, a great show. I couldn't oh, I believe the video where where he was commenting on his own race and he was in second place. Yeah, like, talking to the announcer in his helmet. Yeah, that's freaking badass. Do that now. Why don't they do that now? <laughs> do it now. Ow, Yamanka. Actually, you know what? Since you brought it up, I'm just gonna read a quick email. That was sent oh, yeah. to us from uh, David Hardbarger. Hardbarger. Hey, David. He hey, says, David. thanks for the great interview with Wes Cooley. 
I bought a new GS1000 in 1979, but Wes was a guy who could ride one of, one of those things. I saw him race in person a number of times, but my favorite race was a televised Daytona 200 around 1980, he thinks. The mm. camera was mounted low and behind the bike in a turn. Wes and Freddie Spencer were dicing. The rear tires of their bikes were dancing around under acceleration, fighting for traction. It was hard for me to believe that anyone could control a machine that was moving around that much while going that fast or that anyone would have the guts to even try anyway Wes was a great interview subject if you can get him to the quail next year i will be there right on thanks well we'll we'll try but you know what i mean i would love to get west to the quail as our guest but number one we don't know whether there's going to be a quail next year number two we don't know whether Wes is actually going to say yes if we invite him. But, you know, there's a lot of moving parts. All but things. Well, you know, he That's was excited it. when we brought up Craig's name. When we talked about Vetter oh, and some of that stuff, I think it really it brought up some memories for him, and I think it fired him up. Yeah, I want to get so, him on shit-talking. That's what I want. Yeah, shit-talking <laughs> with Wes Cooley. That's going to be the show. Punch Vetter in the face. I don't know. Such <laughs> <laughs> an instigator. You're that such an idiot. my idea, God damn it. <laughs> we do it, over right. Zoom. We do it over Zoom so everybody's safe. So um, since we've been following the stand shelter and not riding, Jim and I have found another outlet to uh, play with motorcycles. <laughs> oh, there it is, the sound, the sound. Yes. Been playing with the evil Knievel and doing some gnarly jumps. Mm. It's been so much fun. Actually... <laughs> Actually, and I have an update. I was having flashbacks to the Loop Whopper. So again, this company called California Creations, they bought the original molds for the wow. original Evil Knievel. So and I mentioned before, there was a repop in 98, but that was, uh, it was a different uh, bike and stuff. This one is the original molds. It's so... Um, Similar, in fact, that they had to make some changes to it so as not to confuse it with the actual collectible toys. And mm. the bike that he's riding is not the stunt cycle. It is the trail cycle. It was one of the lesser known bikes. Um, they had to change like dates and stuff on it. Um, but this is what they had to do to be able to get this repop out. So company called California Creations are doing it. And, you know, we've been playing with it. But I finally read, you know, sometimes you get like a, a postcard in the box and you ignore it. Well, I finally read it. And it says, enter our contest. Post your epic jumps and stunts online for a chance to win a $250 Amazon shopping spree. Simply use the hashtag at EK Stunt Cycle uh, and on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Oh, we've got a winner right here. Do they know their audience or what? Right? <laughs> I so got it. I'm, I got so it. So Jim and I have been busy coming up with jumps. <laughs> there have been flames. There's... Uh, Oh, geez. Well, oh, geez. Uh, we've got ones we're working on right now that involves a surfboard and a mini bike. Um, uh, look at that's the scorched cement in his backyard from all the fires we've been uh, lighting. So, is this going to be like a new short film that you're making? Well, it, it's really hard to, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's really hard to shoot well. So, we've been practicing. We even at one point strapped the GoPro to Evil. 
<laughs> well, the hard part the hard part was getting evil to go through the ring of fire consistently he'd go through it one time he'd, he'd bounce off at another it, it'd clothesline him in the head the third time oh yeah he actually has to wear his helmet because his helmet is all scratched up so I, i'm very insistent that he has to wear his helmet every time because he's taking it hard the, the last photograph you posted of evil he's looking a bit the worse for wear i think he, <laughs> I he sustained a, a shoulder injury <laughs> yeah yeah there's some scorches to him but here's the thing um we're having so much fun and and posting posting these videos that um i want to encourage other people to do so as well uh in fact we're gonna make it easier because i bought a whole bunch of these and we are going to be giving them away giving them away well no we're not we're not just giving them away you gotta work for it right last week we had a winner actually uh congrats brandon we asked a trivia question the question was who owned the lions in the pit that our guest uh gary davis jumped in the movie viva knievel as evil knievel do you guys know the answer do you guys know the answer no it was not carol though right michael jackson nope (laughs) (laughs) the answer was tippy hedron the actress Wow. Also known as Melanie Griffith's mom. She Griffith's an mom animal lover and owned all those lions. That How they many used lions in the did she own? A bunch. Hell of many? A bunch. Wow. Wow. She was the first Tiger King. <laughs> Tiger Queen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, but we had a couple of people who responded with correct answers, but Brandon was the first. Um uh Garth Morgan, he got the answer right. Um Tom Johnson. Um, but Brandon won, but I want to give away another one. Right. Do it. So Emma, you're going to help me out with this, aren't you? So here's what I'm going to do. There are two questions to win this stunt cycle and you have to answer them both correctly. If you answer one correctly, it's not enough. You have to answer both questions correctly. We all clear on this. Mm-hmm. The f- question number one: How did Evil Knievel come up with his name? How did Evil Knievel come up with his name? This has been very well documented over yep, the years. Okay. And the second question. Evil rode many bikes over the years. He Mm -hmm. rode Harley-Davidson's, he rode Triumphs, and he rode BSAs. What does BSA stand for? And if anybody puts Boy Scouts of America, (laughs) you will be disqualified. (laughs) What does BSA stand for? So in order to win a brand spanking new Repop, Evil Knievel, Trail Cycle, and Evil, and all the thing. How did Evil Knievel come up with his name? What does BSA stand for? And uh, because our winner last time answered um, just hours after I released the audio, which I know was in the middle of the night for most people, I'm going to make it fair. So everyone who 
answers correctly will be thrown into a pot and I'll draw a name. There you so go. you send the answer to Recycle Motorcycle Garage at gmail.com and you'll be entered like to win. To, I'd like to make a, a friendly amendment to that. I think the winners should be maybe compelled to make their own Evil Knievel jump video. That's the whole point. And also post that. So I think it's brilliant. I want some more competition because we're yeah, competing a bunch of like kids out there. But it's you on. guys, if you go on to like Facebook or something and you type in a hashtag EK stunt cycle, there's some awesome oh. videos people are posting. Nice. Are we giving bonus points for higher techniques too? Is that is that part? Well, of the that's what we're using, and like fireworks and flames and stuff. Well, what yeah, I like, noticed is Roman candles or like maybe you know oh, like a yeah, scented yeah. candle. Evil jumping oh, yeah. over like ten scented candles. <laughs> here's here's my thought on that, Nock. That yes, you should get points for um, pyrotechnics. Also, we noticed videos with little kids in it, like being stoked about mm. evil can evil. Mm. We're also really good. So I think we should give pyrotechnics okay. to a little kid and put him in the video. I'd, <laughs> I'd like to remind you, we're not judging. The The company who puts these out is judging. <laughs> so, judging uh, so I don't know that I don't know the criteria. I'm not even sure when the end date is, but these were just released like in the last two weeks. So this is a brand new, it's happening right now contest. I'm throwing down the charge. I've already posted two videos uh, on recycle. Um, so I challenge you try and top that. So there you go. Um, Very nice. A uh, quick update. I got my KTM back. Right it, on. It's working. It's all working. Everything is fixed. And okay. yes, I will agree that KTM does stand for keep throwing money at it. Yeah. Um, um, Evolution Cycles, they did a great job. Uh, they had to Evolution's go through. Evolution is awesome. Rob is awesome. Yep, yep, yep. And they have a, a mechanic there who loves a difficult electrical problem. And he I, said he had to take apart my all the wiring harness. So, Emma, I have an update. Um, yes. Because when I was there and asking the guy who fixed it, what was the problem exactly? Because it said one thing on the repair sheet. It said another, they said another thing when I went to pick the bike up. So I talked to the guy. He goes, yeah, I'm the one who figured it out. I'm like, great. What was it? And he goes, he said, I don't know. And Jim what? can attest to this. He said, uh -huh. I honestly don't know. He said, I went through your entire wiring harness. I think he did six hours on that. He, here's what he, he so said. He, he he went he through it. your bike. Well, he took he took off the wiring harness and then he pinned it, whatever exactly that means. But he said he went through the entire thing, everything right. checked out fine. Nothing was out of spec, no red lights, no nothing. He put it back on, sorted, you know, ran it again, same problem. He took it on and off three times. This kid, the owner mm -hmm. was like, "Ship that shit to KTM." <laughs> I know. I'm done with it. Yeah. And this kid is just nerding. He's like, "No, I got to figure it out." But he was super chill. He was like, "What thirty? Yeah. And nicest kid, hair is all messed up, just got out of bed or something. <laughs> and um, but he literally took that harness off three times, couldn't find anything wrong. And if I can share the end of the story, he mm -hmm. said, "Yeah, I just rode it down the road again, and after uh, ten seconds, everything worked." He goes, "I have no fucking clue." <laughs> so, but all the work that Liza did, we have to eat our hat a little bit. Well done, Liza. He said all the connections that were done on the bike afterwards, aftermarket, all were done well. There you go. So a ghost. Who fucking knows? Oh, and then what yeah. happened to your odometer? 
Yeah, a ghost in the machine. Jim, you have a cat behind you. <laughs> uh, yeah, own a cat. the odometer has changed again. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't, um, I'm, yeah. I, so, I don't know what's up with that. Wait, is this the the existing uh, gauge that you had on? No, this is the brand on? new one I put on. The brand new one. Oh, so, shit. and they, um, they programmed it at the factory before they shipped it out, but they mm -hmm. programmed it with 10,000 extra miles on it. So I was kind of bummed about that. And then when mm -hmm. I got the bike back, it's now got what it had two years ago when I bought it. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? So it's well, closer. Know, the other thing I thought was good, Liza, about what I liked about that kid, and hence the place, is to go talk about all the other stuff he went through. He went through a bunch of seals. He checked the valve. Well, he said since I, I said I was I was getting ready to sell it, and it had um, a leak. The valve seal was leaking, so he went through that. He goes, and while I was in there, I went and checked all your valves. Everything was in spec. He said, this bike is tits. It's Everything is great on this bike. There's no issues with it other than the swing arm was hanging kind of low and I found that out when I was riding at home. I hit the first left turn the side on side stand. Sorry, not the side sorry, stand. not swing. Yeah, the uh, no, the center stand. Sorry. The center stand. I mm -hmm. hit the first left turn on Highway 17 and I heard a scrape and I went, Oh shit. Ugh. Um but so that, it's, it's up on the auction block, right? You're, you're that. Yeah, thing yeah. So I, br I br brought it home, took the center stand off, had to fab a bushing up because there was something hitting something. It wasn't spaced right. And um, everything on it is perfect now. But I don't think I'm going to be able to sell it right now. No, so I don't think now is a good time Now's to not sell. a good time. But I feel good that everything is solid on it. Well, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to put it up because, you know, if you get somebody who's interested, you know, Maybe somebody just got their their stimulus check and they don't you know, they're not, not hurting from anything. They're still working. Maybe they're looking for a KTM. Well, yeah. Liza, did you say people are buying cars still? Yeah. So, yeah. Fuck I, it. Maybe yeah. people are buying bikes. Put it up there. It doesn't doesn't hurt. Yeah. Maybe. Um. And then another update. So you know how, uh, Jim, can I announce our uh birthday uh celebration thing? This is all moving so quickly, Liza. I'm not sure. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. So, you know, um, I think like most people can relate to this. All of our plans have been canceled this year. Um, yes. I, oh, I need to let you guys uh, know officially. I sent an email to AMA Vintage Days letting them know that I won't be attending, even if they are happening, um, because I don't think it's safe to travel and to be in crowds at large. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. It's too large of an event. But if I it does, so I don't think Agreed. it's a smart idea, especially with the travel that we have to do to get there. So um, I will not be attending this year. I'm super bummed about that, too. Um, Pinko Kami. Yeah, uh, the Pakistan trip has been canceled. Everything, <laughs> Everything's been canceled. So I came up with a new idea. Oh, Yes. So um, Jim and I, our birthdays are a week apart in July. And I, I proposed to him that we take a road trip, that we rent an RV and take our dirt bikes and go drive around and stop in different states and do some amazing like little day rides on our dirt bikes. We're talking uh, Utah, California. Uh, Colorado, Wyoming, uh, with our destination being South Dakota. 
How do I get into this retired life? <laughs> this is and bullshit. So we're you gonna rent your apartment, bro. Rent an RV so we don't have to stay in hotels or anything, and we can travel, which I think will be a safe way to travel. Right. We'll have our own, you know, bathroom, and 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 as long as we have beds on either ends, <laughs> we're good. Um. Yeah. So that's what we're planning on doing, and we're uh, looking up RVs and toy haulers. It should shit. be interesting. I think what's cool about it because I've I've already I've already missed three trips this spring. Yeah. One to Mojave for about five days. One to Utah for a week or ten days, and then the Creso Plain trip for probably four days to see the wildflowers. Oh so, shit! Yeah, I'm so yeah. ready to go on that too. Yeah. So yeah. I've already missed all that. So. <laughs> This trip is kind of fun, so we can throw the bikes in. What's nice, though, instead of being on the big adventure bikes loaded down with gear and shit, we'll be on the 250s in an RV. You know, so it's like you can shower, you can have air conditioning and not be in a nasty. So I think it'll be kind of a fun adventure and just check out some weird stuff and, you know, pop the bikes off whenever we want. Or Yeah, it should be interesting. Mm -hmm. Sounds great plan. Exactly. We need an intern, though. That's what I'm looking for. We need, if anyone wants to be an intern, <laughs> let we, us know. We need an intern for our Evil Knievel jump because we need somebody to light the flames. We're trying. I'm trying to run cameras. He's trying to wind Evil Club up, and we need some of the light flames. The only minimum qualification is you have to be 10 years old or younger. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is he's got neighbors in an apartment building across the alley. And you can see these this guy out there, like how he comes out to smoke and he's looking down at us two gray haired idiots acting like children. Trust me, my neighbors don't know what the fuck is <laughs> me. At this point, they're just like, eh. Yeah, don't don't look over there. Yeah, so that's what we're planning. Well, so what are you guys? What's going on in your worlds? Are you are you riding? Nope. Uh, I've been scouring Craigslist a lot and uh, eBay for forks and the swing arm, but like at this time, it's like, do I really want to spend this money? You know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but aside from that, I've been trying to get one or two rides in a week. I got one in yesterday, and like I said, um, um, I've been trying to be efficient with it and get groceries at the same time and all that shit. Be responsible as I can be by not being responsible or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, have, I have to say, I mean, riding the KTM back, um, I mean, that was a purposeful ride and I wasn't like doing anything crazy. I was taking it easy, but I was coming over 17. Yeah. Well, first of all, a guy on a Harley came up next to me and then, you know, it's kind of like game on, you know? And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not playing this game. But he kept trying to like weave through cars, and I just kept catching up because I can power through cars faster. But I wasn't. But then on the straightaway, like he'll like power up. I'm, like, I'm not playing this game. I'm not playing this game. Um, and I just let him go. By the time I got to Scotts Valley, which is a long straight part, I got. I was doing. I looked down. I was doing like 82, 85, and I got by a dude on a supermoto doing uh, triple digits at least and i'm just like seriously people like this is this is the issue i constantly have like just take it easy but i mean it felt good to be out there riding and then like i said we went riding today but we went about a mile (laughs) it wasn't very far and it was purposeful because it's my best friend's birthday and uh, I knew she was out at the beach with her family and I went fully like masked gloved t- suited up walked out the beach to give her a hug 
so it was it was a uh, purposeful but what about you uh bagel emma what's going on in your worlds um i've been doing um a lot of work on British bikes right now. Yeah. This is at home. Um, I just cranked out two Norton Commandos. Um, funnily enough, exactly the same looking bike in the red, white, and blue. Real handsome bikes. And these are just for clients that want their bikes to be ready when this whole thing ends. Um, I'm, I'm actually quite busy. Cool. No, but it's working. It's not riding. It's mm -hmm. it's. I'm busy working on bikes. That's no, funny. it's awesome that you've got this like super awesome side hustle. You know, and they're coming to you. you know? Well, you know, I always have because there's. I mean, there's so few people who work on English bikes anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, especially since uh, um, Raber's. Mm -hmm. really as a shop closed down. They still work on them, but it, it's a very, very small thing. So yeah. if you know how to work on English bikes, really people come to you yeah. and you can kind of charge what you want. And I don't because I've never been that motivated with money. Because How much I'm gasket a, maker have you used so far? <laughs> oh, I don't use gasket maker, but I, I make my own gaskets. Yeah, there you so, go. So, you know, it's like... Um, <laughs> a lot of cereal boxes, huh? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Cornflake boxes are the best gaskets. <laughs> so I, I've kind of been um, wishing that I had a project bike because this is a perfect time. And it's something I wanted to say. Like, If you're really jonesing about riding or n not riding and being responsible... Go on Craigslist and get a project bike. Right now is right. the perfect time. Yeah. Um, actually, speaking of which, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm doing tomorrow. Oh, yeah? Right. Good. I'm going to another one. Huh? No, man. Oh, no, you're getting another non-running scooter? This is this is the bike that was one VIN number before mine. Wow. Oh, shit. And uh, the one that I killed my engine on uh, a couple years ago so it will be the donor engine for my bike so i'll get it going again oh how cool nice. yeah. well and actually speaking of project bikes um emma i got a question for you on behalf yeah. of jim um i went over to jim's today to help get him going again on his ascot project and he needed to put on the um the the stem bearings and races and i brought my yeah. tool to press the races in yes the um bottom race is popped right in and sits just flush the top right. race though the race is taller than the well that it's dropping down into no that's okay but when we put the um the lower triple and the neck in with the um with the bearings in it can't reach the threads we took all of the washers out that came with it just doing bearing to bearing with no washers or dust seals we can't even get to the threads so he's showing you right here it sticks up too high hmm. and let me say right that no jim would you speak darling so we can hang on let me see if i can so he's on. showing you the the race you're muted jim showing you the oh, race sticking up out of the neck and there we we took a dental yeah, pick to make sure that it is pressed down as far as it can go. So okay, I'll show Emma. Is it possible that in the all balls kit that this race and bearing is too tall for this set? It's it's it's. Oh God, yeah, no, that's it's not way right. Too high. That's way yeah. too high. Mm -hmm. um, it's can you show the shine the camera inside. 
Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Is it backwards? Is it backwards? No. Is the bottom one in the top? The top one in the bottom? No. So the bottom one no, we went. We go back and forth because they are a different size. Yeah. The bottom one went in perfectly flush. Sure. And you can see it is deeper. I mean, uh, wait a minute. That bottom one doesn't look right. Let me yeah, see. Yeah, it should be set in there a little bit further. Yeah, the bottom one's not right. It should go up further. Is that the problem? It's oh, it goes the frame. It's flush. Oh no, it, it needs to go, go further. Way up further. Okay, so go. that's a problem. I see that ridge. There's a little ridge there. Okay, so the tool that we have is just basically it's a threaded rod with two big blocks on either end. Right. So what should we use to press that in further? So what you should do, I mean, it's okay to rail on it with a with a hammer. Um, what you need to do is find a socket mm -hmm. that's the same Got diameter. It that's not going to encroach on the bearing and just pound it in until it, you know, that that needs to go up another quarter of an inch. Okay, so the bottom one can go up further, um, but it's okay that that top one is sitting out that far? Well, it's not ideal, but, you know, you really haven't got that much of a choice. Um, it's worth noting that all balls oh, yeah. do not make bearings. They just import them from China. Mm -hmm. Um, so I did just notice the bottom. So the top is there's no more there's no more room for the the race to go down. But on the bottom, when I just looked mm -hmm. up, there's a good another you know I would say five millimeters or yeah, or so and that's, that's, that's you probably going to give you enough. Do you have the old bearing to compare to just just to get an idea? We found what we found the top. I think or couldn't find the bottom or one yeah, of the other. I mean it's I an old ball somewhere. bearing. Um, right. Yeah, stuff, but it, but I think Are we that's still right. recording we the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this this is a good lesson um, for everybody who's listening. You know, if you're replacing your steering head bearings with taper bearings, and they really are going to change how the bike rides, mm -hmm. make sure, make absolutely sure that they're seated incorrectly. You know, because if they're not, you'll never get the triple trees on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because um, we couldn't. Well, that's true. We couldn't. Exactly. So, Jim, do me a favor right now, darling. Yeah. Is um, get that bottom triple tree, push it up into the bearing, and let me see how uh, how, how much, much it room sticks you've out. got yeah. between the triple tree and the uh, the frame. That's that's exactly what I was saying. Can't yeah. go. Go lower, lower, lower. Yes. Yeah. So all the way down to the bottom. Let me see that. Uh, I say something, Jim. Hello, can you see? Can you see it now? Oh, there you go. Oh, you got miles to go. Oh okay. my God. Good. Yeah, you got miles to go. Yeah, I can see. If you can see up in the in the frame, you can see that gap. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. mine. Yeah. So that's how much room we have to go. So mind the gap. Yeah. See <laughs> if you can find a um a socket that will fit, but you really don't want it to get into the on the bevel of the, the race at all. The one I got, yeah, that's the biggest I got is a 32, so that's not going to do it. Mm. You know, I might have, like, a, uh, a bearing driver that might fit. Can you, can you send me the, the diameter? Wait, yeah. the, uh, do I have a bearing driver? I might. I got it. You know, we got the specialty tools. I always forget what's in those drawers. Yeah, right. I do. Yeah, I, just, I, I, saw yeah I might have one, Jim. Oh, okay. I'll go out and check them oh, when we're done go. with this. So, so yeah, case scenario, you could, uh, you could cut the old bearing 
and put a notch in the old bearing, cut it in like a uh, half, not, not a actually not really. No, no, it's yeah. no, it's, it's a lot smaller. It yeah, it's uh, no, it didn't work out. Yeah, I've, I've actually got a a bearing uh, a bearing race installer tool for a Vespa that might work for that. That's got different size drivers. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think I do have something out there that I've never used. Yeah. Well, right. Thanks, Bagel. Well, I'll tell you what it flies as. Something will try it. If not, Bagel, I'll hit you up. All right. I'll go check. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. That was very helpful. And when so, you look in the bottom race, all of a sudden, yeah, you see a three eighths inch gap. It's like that's where it's supposed to go. And yeah. that should give you all the room you need. Mind you, you know, the top one does sit high. Um, yeah, make absolutely does. certain that you haven't got the top in the bottom and the bottom in the top. Are they different actual diameters? They are because we couldn't get them to fit the other way. One oh, way, okay. like, like one way they fit great. And then the other, it's like, nope. Right. Lies are like the washers yeah. were the same way. Yeah. Well, they're different so, diameters inside diameters. Cause the stem is smaller at the top and larger. at the bottom. Right, 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 right. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's sitting that proud is not ideal, but you can get around it. Um, right, can you see that? Yeah, it's. I mean, I've I've come across them like that, and it certainly doesn't do it any harm. Hopefully, there's the plastic cup that drops over that. That's going to yeah. kind of keep the majority of the dirt out. A little yeah. dust. Yeah. I think, and you know, in the, at the end of the day, it's not it's not my daily ride. It's kind of a fun bike, so it, it actually sits in there pretty well. Yeah, exactly. And you know that rubber around the uh, around the edge there is going to keep the majority of the dust out. So you're going to be just fine. Okay. You know, and if it sucks, we'll just I'll just take it apart and we'll do something else. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. So, um, what do you guys think? Do you want, should we try and do a Misfits track day? Yeah, I'd like that. And oh, I mean, it's, yeah. uh, it's ideal as that. But you know, I really think we should wait until this whole thing is. Um, yeah. yeah, settle well, down a little bit. One interesting well, thing we heard from our friend today is now they're expecting the peak for whatever reason to be mm -hmm. in July. Yeah, yeah. Well, because Here, no, not whatever we reason we've flattened the curve, but it is still right. going still up. Good. So it's now the peak is going to be lower, but in July. Pushed it out. So we're waiting to see. They did open the beaches and the parks back up here. So there's. A little Warf's normality, open. but you guys have been hearing what's going on over in Europe that they started uh, opening stuff up, and now the infection rate is hitting again. So I assume we'll go yeah. through that too. So Sweden fully just didn't even do it; like they're still kind of freeballing it over there. Yeah, uh, they've been pretty strict in a lot of places, though. Yeah, since since the outbreak started. But yeah, uh, <clears throat> and until until there's you know more widespread testing and. Uh, you know, more protective measures available. I really don't think it's a good idea to relax anything at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, well, we can't legally leave the county. Yeah, I think the policy is still follow whatever are your local rules. And if you're going to go ride because you have to, don't do it in a group. Please stop doing that. Please stop doing that. Yeah. There was a group. Who's going to see my wheelies and stoppies, though? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> an idiot. Um, I think that's it for the show. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think so. I think oh, I cool. think that was a good rounded show. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's no Wes Cooley, but you know. Hey, Bagel, weren't you on another <laughs> podcast recently? I was. What yeah. were you on? I was on the Cleveland Moto podcast the other day. What's that podcast? 
It's a it's a uh, a drinking podcast that's about yeah. motorcycles. <laughs> Not weren't you on it? No, I was. Uh, I was. Sleepy Sinch invited me on. No, but Knock was on too. Knock was too. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, last week, I believe. Yeah, should be uh, video should be up there. So cool. Okay, yeah, good. It was a great time. But it, it is a drinking podcast, thinly disguised as having an interest in motorcycles, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah. I think so. Alfred yeah. fell out of his chair, it looked like, at one point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen the video, but I read that up and I listened to the podcast. That's hilarious. Those guys All right, are great. Well, hey, like I said, I got, I forgot that I ordered I for, last year i ordered four of these from a company and i forgot and then i ordered four more from the new company and uh, now the first company just sent me a notice that they're shipping so i got eight of these evil knievels nice. eight one that we've so, already mutilated there's many broken parts say, on the bike if you do break your evil knievel feel free to email us at motorcycles and misfits <laughs> And because we have yes. made some modifications and repairs already. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so, so I mean, we are becoming the experts on improving these things. So just as a reminder, you need to answer two questions. Mm -hmm. Get a chance to win the stunt cycle. If, if you answer the two questions, you're going to be put in a drum. Liza's going to stir it up and pick out the winning. Uh, the two questions... One, what is Emma's bra size? And two, what is Knox's bra size? Wow. <laughs> I thought it was who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> who your daddy? <laughs> yeah, so send it to RecycleMotorcycleGarage at gmail.com and I'll choose that's, an answer that's right. by next week. Um, Guess and Emma's weight and win a black eye. <laughs> And um, oh, an update: the website is in a black eye. The web the website is still down. So yes, thank what? you. It is still down. I'm still <coughs> working on it. Unfortunately, the you need to change servers, honey. I'm trying to, but the person no, who has the ability to do all this, who has the passwords, is very busy and is not mm. available. Uh, to do this so i'm trying to get everything. okay well very good. i've already been paying for a new service i can't get the website transferred and we even had a, a listener who offered up some help too so i appreciate that um but thank you um, i'm working on it it's right now it's just a um it's a person thing trying to get it done. you know if i can be of any help thank you very much so you guys ready to get out of here this week yeah, I, yeah. I, I got I got a tool I gotta go look for. <laughs> driver. What's his what's his name? Oh <laughs> uh, well hey, it was it was good to see y'all's faces um again. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for us to yeah. get back I, to normal. I put my face on it especially for you this. You did. You got just I know. Just for us. So thank you, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Misfits, for showing up. And I think we're ready to get out of here. This is Liza. Emma Darling. Bagel. This is Knock. Make it Jim, son. And we're, <laughs> we're, we're out of here. Cool, cool. cool.